The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfit a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine. Carry that weight. A Jim Rat's Wide Down song? <laughs> Thank you for the courtesy. Well, I can understand where you might find it hard to talk about the song as a separate entity from the medley, considering it has the musical elite motif of You Never Give Me Your Money as the verses, but I would gently argue that if you never heard You Never Give Me Your Money and just heard Carry That Weight, it works pretty well. Paul has a new lyric about never giving you his pillow, but giving you his invitations. In other words, he is friendly, but keeps his emotional distance. And that he breaks down. That this life is stressing him out. Universally, this is about having a monkey at your back, possibly forever, which is sadly relatable to some, which is what therapy is for. Of course, with the Beatles, it's about having to live under their own shadow for the rest of their days. And I don't care what the author says it's about, because he didn't say that. Yeah, it, it has to be about that, right? Yeah, I would imagine. And it's not to say that they all didn't do great things after, but of course, like this is the thing you're going to be remembered for, and you're going to have to carry that forever, and some carried it better than others, and some ran away from it at times, and re-embraced it once again when it was convenient. Anyway, I I love the lyrical callback to You Never Give Me Your Money. I I really appreciate that Paul is trying to make the thing a whole he's taking the Mm -hmm. whole medley idea and just jamming it together (laughs) with sheer will which is kind of what he's also doing with the Beatles at this era too doing his best to just keep the train running and even though like George's has wants nothing to do with this medley and has no even no songs on it Ringo kind of takes a bit more of a lead here on this song it sounds like and John has checked out you know, just gave him his worst stuff that he had lying around. But Paul's really trying, and you can hear it here. He's a human duct tape at this point. The glue. The leader. Yeah, like, you know, they at this point, they realize probably all four of them will never have a normal conversation. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it's part of the deal, but baby. You're rich, but... At what cost? Well, I mean, they started Apple. (laughs) The best and worst thing for them, in a way. Paul McCartney, in Many Years From Now, which was a biography he wrote with Barry Miles, I think it came out in the 70s. He said, I'm generally quite upbeat, but at certain times, things get to be so much that I just can't be upbeat anymore. And that was one of the times. We were talking so we were taking so much acid and doing so much drugs and all this Alan Klein shit was going on and getting crazier and crazier and crazier. Carried that weight a long time, like forever. That's what I meant. Carried that weight also features the me- the melody from You Never Give Me Your Money, firstly performed on brass instruments, and then sung with different lyrics by McCartney alone, the song's only vocal passage without the other Beatles. Although it was double tracked to give harmonies. 
So Paul said in the lyrics book, we were entering a period in the mid to late 60s when we were doing LSD, staying up all night, then wishing it would wear off, discovering it wouldn't. A bad trip could leave you feeling a bit heavy. Instead of enjoying the normal lightless, lightness of youth, you know, we started off smoky pot, it was just giggles. Hee <laughs> hee. It was such fun. We loved it, it was great, and the worst that would happen was you'd fall asleep, and that was fine. Once you got into sort of more serious stuff, then you were just sort of doing it, and there wasn't this light relief. It could be oppressive. This was coupled with the business problems at Apple Records, which really were horrible. The business meetings were just soul-destroying. We'd sit around in an office, and it was a place you just didn't want to be with people you didn't want to be with. There's a great picture that Linda took of Alan Klein, in which he's got a hammer like Maxwell's silver hammer. It's very symbolic. And that's why we have a little nod and a wink in the middle section to You Never Give Me Your Money, in the lines, I never give you my pillow, I only send you my invitations. I don't get why that's related. Music critic Amy McDonald interpreted the lyrics as an acknowledgement by the group that nothing they would do as individual artists would equal what they had achieved together, and they would always carry it away in their Beatle past. In the film Imagine John Lennon, Lennon said that McCartney was singing about all of us. So John agrees with us. Uh, the arpeggiated guitar motif from the end of You Never Give Me Your Money also reappears towards the end of Carrying It Wait, acting as a bridge into the end. McCartney's weaving of elements from other songs of the Abbey Road medley gave a sense of continuity and completeness, which would otherwise have been absent. You know, I also wonder if the Abbey Road medley was like a response to maybe critics of Sgt. Pepper who were like, oh, that wasn't really connected. Oh, you know, interesting. You just said it was. I, yeah, I thought about that. Yeah, well, I mean, this is more connected, but it's still, I mean, there's only only a few through lines. Not. Yeah, it's not like full scale, whole LP concept album. No, it's not like we're doing yeah. Thick as a Brick here. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Did I, did I mention before on this podcast that uh, my, when growing up, like my father would drive the family to Brick Township, New Jersey, yeah. and he would always, always, always play Thick as a Brick in its entirety. No. Uh, and it actually perfectly, like it, I, it's however many minutes long. It's not like a d- double album. It's I think it's like 45 yeah. minutes. And like it would end just as we would get there. It was pretty... Like a kismet, I suppose. Interesting. So yeah, I know that album by heart uh, easily. That's that was Jeff Rotel was his favorite band. He said, uh, "Too old to rock and roll, too young to die" was his theme song. <laughs> which is kind of sad, uh, but that's it is a good song. But you know, so thank you for the Jeff Rotel. Oh, you're welcome, reference, Andrew. <laughs> McCarty sang Carried Away on the 6th, 7th, and 9th of January 69 during the Get Back Let It Be sessions. Discussing the song on the latter date, he raised the possibility of it being sung by Ringo, which would explain why Ringo's voice is more prominent in the choruses, which I think was smart. Um, like they did with Flying, if you remember. Like I think Paul mentioned that they purposely put Ringo ahead of the, uh, louder than the others to give it a different... Um, Different sound, Total yeah. sound than usual. A different sound. And, you know, Ringo has the heaviest voice. I don't know if heavy is the right I word. I know what you mean. Uh, yeah. yeah. The more, most gra- gravitas, maybe? 
I think that, that it's got better. the most bowls. <laughs> he is the oldest. Still is. Still uh, is. Yeah, that's the most testicular fortitude. Sure. sure. The Beatles began recording the, the Gold Slivers and Carried Away as One Piece on July 2nd, 69. Paul, George, and Ringo recorded 15 takes of two songs while John was in the hospital. The rhythm tracks featured McCarty on piano, Harrison on bass, and Starr on drums. The best takes were deemed to be takes 13 and 15, which were edited together on the 3rd of July. That day and the next, so I guess they worked the 4th of July. <laughs> McCarty overdubbed his lead vocals and rhythm guitar. Harrison added a lead guitar at all three, sang the chorus. On the 30th of July, they added more vocals, including John, who had rejoined the sessions three weeks earlier. More vocals, timpani, and drums were overdubbed on the 31st of July and the orchestra that marked 30 musicians altogether. It was recorded on August 15th. In 1976, the Bee Gees covered a song for the musical documentary All This in World War II. Two years later, they did the same for the movie version of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And Judy Collins covered this song on her 2007 album Judy Collins Sings Lennon McCartney. Love Count Zero. It's all weight. It's all burden. <laughs> Josie Scale, I give this a yeah. I'm going to agree and give it a yeah. The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot. So are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Someday we'll judge if they're fine. Oh yeah. Someday we'll judge if they're fine.